Hey everybody, how are you doing out there? If you're like my cat, you're playing with toys. But if you're not, you're doing other human things. Anyway, uh, in this episode, I go over some things uh, related to stress, stress management, um, and complaining about what you're doing. I also, towards the end of the podcast, talk about things that have helped me with lifting, with my bench press, and my deadlift. So if you're interested, then stay tuned. And if you're not interested, stay tuned. So anyway, here we go. Enjoy. Hello, hello, everybody. So let's get into it. Um, First off, I'll go ahead and digress a little bit before I get into some of this stuff about weights and things. I want to discuss something I've been listening to in Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. So I've been into Stoicism lately uh, to try to see how I can use it to improve my life and help me maybe find direction or make certain decisions. And... What have I found or what is some some things I have heard reiterated? One is about complaining. So we've all heard, you know, oh, don't complain, blah, blah, blah. And I think at times, especially myself, I mean, I've gone through, especially last year, there were lots of times where I would complain about things. And I mean, it just is... To a degree, it's a pretty human thing to do, right? I mean, when you are doing something you don't want to do, your natural reaction is to complain. And after listening to uh, the uh, meditations or listening to some of it, you know, I try to listen to some of it almost every day by Marcus Aurelius, You, one of the themes that I've come across is the idea – that when you undertake an action, if you are forced to undertake an action, the only thing you can have control over is you know your thoughts, right? Your reaction to the situation. We've all heard this before, you know uh, how the only thing that the one of the most important things is your reaction. You can't control what happens, but you can control your reaction to the situation, and that's pretty hard. I think that's pretty hard to do, and I also think that that's predicated on stress as well. I think if you're somebody who is too stressed to the max all the time, then I think it's going to be much more difficult to regulate that emotion, and that is – so there's an interesting point there in my opinion, which is that in order to – This is just a thought that I'm coming up with. I've thought about it though a little bit is that in order to maximize your ability uh, to withstand negative events, you know, bad things in your life, I think that it's best to be able to moderate your daily levels of stress because if you are stressed to the max, all the time, then your ability to deal with problems emotionally is going to be more difficult. 
Now, yeah, you might be able to get things done. You know, you might be able to get the solutions completed, find out the answers, figure out what needs to be done and do it. But you might be running in red all the time. I myself have experienced this over the last couple of years, like several times. There have been times where I was working so much. The hours were so long. Um, I've said so before that the the there were times where I was sleeping, you know, four to five hours a day, but it wasn't continuous sleep. Like I would sleep for a couple hours here and then a couple hours there, and altogether it would be like five hours. And I was dealing with customer issues and all kinds of things to the point where I just wasn't able to um, regulate my emotions well. I was always wound up very, very, very tight. But that's, you know, that's how it's going to be. Whenever you are redlining yourself so much that you don't really have a lot of time and you don't have a lot of um, space or energy left in the tank to step back and breathe and to say, okay, okay, this is, you know, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine, blah, 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 because you're so in the thick of the problems. And I totally understand that that's going to happen from time to time, you know, and that's something that's interesting from this ties into Nassim Taleb's book as well, uh, Anti-Fragility or Anti-Fragile, where he talks about how your body and your mind need stressors, but the stressors need not be continuous stressors, right? You don't want to stress all the time about things because that has a negative physical toll when your body doesn't get to recover. And a good way to, um, a good analogy is with your body working out. If you push it to the max every single day and you don't give yourself time to recover, then you will struggle to, uh, for one, you're going to increase your risk of injury, right? I mean, I know that from training for martial arts. When you run your body at a stress level that is too high, too much, your body's ability to recover declines and it actually starts to backfire on your training, right? Maybe you're trying to build muscle, but if you're in the gym too often, hitting it too hard, your body's not going to be able to recover and build the muscles you want. Same with training for martial arts, right? If you want to improve your you know, kicking speed, your kicking power, your strategy, your movement, you're going to have to get in the gym, but you're going to have to figure out a way to push yourself and to let yourself recover. You can't just redline all the time. This is also something I hear a lot about on the Joe Rogan experience. And, you know, from my experience, I've had several, you know, I sometimes I'll get shin splints which are can be pretty persistent and that can be from, you know, overtraining certain body parts or overtraining in a certain way. Maybe I'm doing a certain movement too much. I'm not doing enough of other movements. And then I need to figure out how to balance out the movements and let my body time to recover. Okay. And the same thing can also be with mental stress. Is it's good to, it's, or, you know, I'm not a medical expert, but from what I've read and what I've been listening to, it seems that your body, it's good for your mind to encounter stress 
on on some kind of you know irregular basis. Sometimes you need a level of stress so that way you can see, okay, I can deal with this, some level of fear, some level of anxiety, some level of whatever it is you've got to deal with. But you, what you don't want to do is deal with a large amount of stress every day for many years because then you start to – the research that I've been, I've been listening to and I've read some articles about is that you can basically start to damage your central nervous system. You can damage parts of your brain because you're overloading your brain with certain hormones and chemicals that your body produces when you are under stress. And doing that too much over time can have a negative long-term impact on like your memory, your sleep quality, you know, your just ability to function cognitively in the world. So some stress is good, right? Even large amounts of stress that, but you, that you have time to recover from is good as long as it's not all the time at consistent intervals that cause long-term pain, like long-term damage. So that is uh, really interesting to me. And so back to Marcus Aurelius when he talks about complaining. I find that to be interesting because I myself have an easier time not complaining when what I'm doing is um, when I have time to recover from what I'm doing, right? So if I you – know, there have been times, we've all been there, where you got to help out a family member, right? You got to help a family member do something and maybe this family member um, – like you really don't want to help them out because they screwed it up themselves, right? Maybe they're moving to a new place and they've had plenty of time to get their shit together to move and they never did and now you're scrambling to get all the shit together, right? So in an instance like that, it's like, listen, there's no point in complaining. There's no utility at all. One, it will not improve the outcome. Two, you're going to bring negativity into the situation, you're going to bring negative thoughts. You're going to – and what, you're, what, what are you going to do when you do that? You're going to stress yourself out and you're going to stress out other people. And according to a Stoic like Marcus Aurelius, it's not honorable. And one thing – okay, so we're going to continue with this line of thinking. So it's, it really doesn't provide any good. Now, that's in my opinion when you're in those situations – it's really good to practice your non-complaining in those situations, right? Because it's, it's – for one, it's just easier to do, but that's where you can get a taste of it. Where it's much harder to do is when you're redlining all the time, right? So if you are stressed out all the time or you have a family member that constantly, constantly needs your help, that is where it's very – in my opinion, that's where the difficulty of not complaining really goes up. Right, that's where it gets really difficult, because whenever you are doing something on an iterated basis, when you're doing something all the time that you don't want to do, that is where it becomes difficult, and that is also when I would say that it depends on what choices do you have, right? If you have some choices in the matter, if you can. It's probably best to start exercising some choice here, right? If you are stuck in a bad situation or if you're in a bad situation, not necessarily stuck, 
but maybe you feel stuck, but you're not, and you're and you're complaining. That's when you need to start reevaluating your circumstances and thinking, okay, can I get out of this? What can I do to distance myself from this situation or this person? I mean, I myself have had to do that many times, many, many times uh, when it comes to maybe family. That's where it's been most um, most concentrated. And to take a page from Gary V book, Gary V's book is that what he encourages is if you have like toxic family members, uh, if they're family members that you are close to, you know, like maybe your parents or like a sibling, somebody that you'll talk to often, you don't need to cut off ties completely, but you need to distance yourself and limit your time. You know, maybe you need to set some limits, some boundaries with people who are taking advantage of your energy or pushing you into the red line because when you're complaining, you're not as productive as you can be when you're when you are not complaining. I mean, I know that firsthand. When I am not complaining, when I just push through, get my shit done and move on, you know, you get more stuff done, you're in a better mindset. And that's what we need. You know, we need to be in a better, stronger mindset. Okay, guys, I'm going to go ahead and do some ads. So hang on, and I will be right back. Okay, so before I head on out of here, I want to talk about a something that has really helped my lifting. So I've said before, I'm not a big guy. I'm about I'm between 145, 150 pounds on a pretty regular basis, and I train for martial arts. But I go to the gym and lift weights a lot, especially when I'm kind of in an off-season. So what do I do? Uh, I love doing deadlifts, and I don't bench press a lot, but I do a lot more core and legs, and that's where deadlifting and kettlebell swings and the, and the like come into, into play. So I have been increasing my bench press and deadlift, and there has been a couple things I've changed that I think a lot of people would benefit from. So if you are going into the gym to bench press, right, maybe you're not really into deadlifts or anything like that, but maybe you want to increase your bench press. For one, if you want to do that, I would say increase your core strength. You can do that a lot of ways. You can do your traditional uh, core exercises like variations of different types of ab workouts. But remember, it's your core. So it's not just your abs. You know, you get your obliques and your lower back as well. Uh, one thing that really helps with that are workouts that help with the, I guess it's called the posterior chain. So it's that connection from your back to your glutes, you know, your upper back, mid back, lower back. Um, and glutes, and I'm sure you've got levels to the glutes as well, where there's this big connection of muscle, you know, that goes all the way down to the hamstrings and everything. So if you improve that, you know, you can improve that with um, deadlifts, kettlebell swings, and all kinds of exercises that can um, improve your core strength and stability. So one, those are going to be important. Because whenever you are trying to bench press a lot of weight, you want to be able to tighten up that that core, and that will help you push your bench press to another level. Something else that has really helped me recently take it to another level is a farmer's walk. So the farmer's walk or the farmer's carry, 
is where you just take as much weight as you can handle in each arm, in each hand. So sometimes I'll do kettlebells that are about 75 to 80 pounds each. Right now that's where I'm at. About 80 pounds is my max, but it's between 75 and 80 pounds. And I'll walk around the gym with that. And what it does is is it forces you to, for one, it works on your core because your lower back, your obliques, your abs, everything works together to keep yourself stabilized and you want to keep yourself as erect as possible. So you want to have a straight back as much as possible. So for one, it helps with your lower back. It helps with your, your core, your abs, everything. The other thing that it's really good for, aside from helping working with your legs as well, is grip strength and arm strength. When you're carrying around like say 75, 80 pounds, or if you're a bigger guy, you know, 100 pounds in each arm and you're just walking around with it then what you're doing is you're improving your grip strength, your hand strength, and you'll be surprised. I my my triceps get sore every time because you're using your whole arm. You're not just doing, you know, concentrated curls or concentrated, you know, uh skull crushers or something like that. You're doing your whole arm is working to carry these weights. And I have noticed that through increased hand and grip strength, doing my bench press is easier. It's just it's an it's a variable that you don't worry about because I have, you know, I've been lifting weights for a long time and when I push my bench press hard in the past, my wrists used to get a little bit sore. Um and now not only do they not get sore because they're stronger, but my ability to deal with the with the weight is just better. Like I'm just better able to deal with the weight like i just feel stronger because i'm able i'm it feels like i'm able to hold the bar better so if you are looking to improve your bench press and like i said your deadlift as well cuz that's super important to be able to grip something and pull it um i highly recommend the farmer's walk it has really changed the game for me and i think i'm going to go ahead and leave it off there uh remember guys um get your shit done Try not to complain. I mean, I know I complain way too much, but whatever. Anyway, adios. Have a good one.